We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. There are four players who have taken at least 25 shots. Uh, three of them are Harry Kane... Sergio Aguero and Mohamed Salah. Do you know who the fourth one is? If you tell me it's Solomon Rondon, I'm going to be really disappointed. It's Solomon Rondon. <laughs> uh, who? This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It's a Monday evening. It's Monday night podcasting. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, Andrew, uh, I apologize for the lateness of the podcast, considering that we have games on Tuesday and Wednesday afternoon. Uh, it's you know, I, I, I got I, the government called me in for jury duty, and this is this is the result. I'm uh, I'm a potential candidate for a criminal trial, and that's all I can talk about of the trial itself. However, Andrew. And this is the way that I will introduce your first opinion of the day. If you're, if, if, first of all, have you served uh, on a jury or have you been called for jury duty? I have been called for jury duty twice, and I've never been even interviewed to be on a jury, on a jury, which infuriates me. I was a history major with a political science minor. I love the whole idea of jury duty. I would, every time I go, I get really excited, like I'm going to get called. I think it's a great civic duty that we all get to decide the fate of other people that we don't know. And uh, I just haven't been able to 
make the jump yet. So I've had the privilege of doing both. Uh, so I've been interviewed. I've been, I've actually was in the jurors box today, getting interviewed by the defense, uh, by the prosecution and by the judge himself. Um, and I can't go into the details, obviously. Of course, of course. Maybe when it's over, uh, I have not been selected or, or thrown away yet, to be fair. Uh, they obviously have not gotten to know me yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but the way that my first my first actual interaction with jury duty was this: I'm in the security line, just going getting getting into the building, and what do I hear behind me? Is somebody yelling, "Oh, they better not take my yogurt parfait away!" I know the sign says no food or beverages allowed beyond this point, but I'm eating my yogurt parfait, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is going to be terrible." And <laughs> in fairness, yogurt parfait almost falls into that middle ground of food or beverage. I think I think you can make the case that maybe it doesn't fall into either category. Yeah. So basically, it's like a frosty. Yeah. It's funny because there was a Wendy's not that far away. Yeah. There we go. Um, however, um, you know, I get through the line, um, and then the person behind me, who I was referring to, is now just getting up to the security line, and of course, the the X-ray detects her mason jar full of yogurt parfait that she brought from home. <laughs> you're like, oh, Yo, you're gonna have to throw this out, ma'am. Or and she's like, oh, there is no way I'm throwing out that mason jar. And then it just it just like there was going to be a court case before I even got to the court case. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize it was like a a bring, you know, brought from home situation. Yeah. Well, yes, it was a brought from home situation. And I mean, the mason jar would have been taken away, too, which, you know, granted, is like a two, three dollar investment at like a target. But like, no, it's more than that, because it's tough to, to buy just one. That is true. It is hard to buy just one. It's like Pringles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, bet you can't have just one. So anyway, did she, uh, did she end up eating it there? She ended up eating it right in the security guard's yeah. face. Yeah, just staring at him. Yeah. <laughs> She's did she like, bring her own spoon. Yeah. 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 She fully intended like to eat during the waiting period. Like, a lot of people were like buying stuff. I, I, it's a boondoggle, really. Yeah. They, I was they say, had they had vending scheme. machines, right? So that people were like buying coffee and buying, yeah. you know, like little treats Cheetos, and stuff. Like yeah. a lot of Cheez Its were purchased. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, but what was, and then another part of the process. So my part of the process was this I finally get called to the juror selection room. I got there at 8 30. I get called to the juror selection room at noon. And what do they tell me in the courtroom once we get there? We can't break for lunch. We can't start juror selection until after lunch. Oh, yeah. Which which Mm -hmm. starts at one, by the way. Lunch starts at one Hmm. and it ends at two. So it's like, oh, you have a two out guaranteed two hour and 15 minute break. So I'm like, oh, what do I do? (laughs) So it's like I went home and ate and came back. And it just just an interesting day. Just a very interesting day. Um, Are you excited to possibly serve? I like you i think it is a very important civic duty i find it abhorrent that some people intentionally try to get out of it even though they're there but yet complain that there is a problem with the justice system i feel like if you do one you can't complain about the other Mm. because that's your opportunity to actually be a part of the system Mm. and you're taking every opportunity to not and you're basically and especially if you have a problem with the way convictions happen in criminal cases that's your chance. <laughs> like you can make sure that it doesn't happen that way. If you see the evidence, the way that you see it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't just say it when it's convenient for you. And it's in, when it's inconvenient, that's when your real opinion comes out. And that concludes our yeah, that's political a, episode. <laughs> I don't know what to the, say to that. So yeah, 
<laughs> well, good luck tomorrow. I hope you get called. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, my, I, I, I was, I was on a juror's box, but I was really sitting on top of my own soapbox in there. <laughs> well done. Thank you. I am not a writer, but I just, I just play one on the microphone. Hmm. All right. We are fantasy soccer podcast, contrary to what you've heard before. Uh, and Andrew, uh, we kind of talked about this very briefly before we started podcasting and, you know, I, I think it's an interesting study, and I'm sure that there's a website out there. I just couldn't find it in my five, ten minutes of Googling of how each Premier League team is doing as of right now against the current top six teams, including mm-hmm. the teams in the top six. So, uh, you know, this is something that, first of all, you can see how many times people have played the top six. For example, if the minimum is obviously six. We've gone through the teams one time, right? And you know, how many people have gone to, you know, maybe eight of maybe eight times playing the teams in the top six, you know, yep. that kind of a, that kind of a study for one. But then secondly, especially when we talk about the lower teams, who really folds, who really is not scoring any goals, who's letting up the most, especially in non-city related games. Uh, you know, these are the kind of things that, you know, when I'm looking at a season long league, that's really what I'm looking for right now, because especially the teams for the lower end, uh, teams in the lower end, um, players in the lower end teams, excuse me. Those are the value buys that I want right now. And in particular, I was looking for Alvaro Morata a lot, uh, you know, during our recent, you know, extended break between the Premier League. I got him in one league total. Yep. But that that was the guy who I was looking for. Yeah, I think um, you're not worried about the competition now from Olivier Giroud. Is that is that officially official? Of course not. Yeah, I, I, does that I, matter I, to you? I'll put it this Wait. way. No, but no. I, here's here's what I will say because I did think about this. You know, last time we spoke, right? I said, you know, these are real people too, right? So living, you know, if you live in London and your family is settled in London, your kids go to school in London, you don't necessarily want to just move in the middle of the school year to Dortmund. Like that's that's hard <laughs> to do, right? You know, either the father's gone or the whole family has to uproot in the middle of the school year, which is not ideal. So um, do you know, <clears throat> do you know what the situation is. For moving, the ideal situation for somebody to move to Dortmund is. Uh, it's a twenty-four-year-old Belgian striker who has no big family that he has to worry about kids going to London schools. Like Michi Batshuayi, it could be. Yeah, uh, I, I I I heard about that, uh, but it's all a, it's a three-way deal, Mike. I feel yeah. like I feel like this is like um like in Major League Baseball, the hot stove league, like the the closer, the clo- like the closer carousel that goes on. Mm-hmm. So if like a closer goes from one team to another, that closer then in turn goes somewhere else and then that person, uh, you know, that uh, the person who had that job goes somewhere else until suddenly they find a team that doesn't have one and gets like a leftover closer. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. And I love it. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> yeah, getting a little <clears throat> caught up in the whole like why would Chelsea help Arsenal why would Arsenal help Chelsea uh, and for this season although I did see that the, the Giroud deal might be a signing um, and the number I saw was 15 million pounds which is an absolute steal for Olivier Giroud but uh, it does seem a little weird that they're helping each other but I mean are they really competing with each other this year are are they really competing? Period. This year for anything. That's what I mean. <laughs> like really, I mean, like yeah. they they're not competing against each other or really anybody else for anything. If you think Chelsea are serious Chelsea, uh, Champions League contenders, you're just fooling yourself. Especially think, because think, they play <clears throat> Barcelona. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think speaking of locked, which, speaking I think of which, they're the ne- going to finish. Def- they're definitely going to finish in the top four, though. Arsenal has to compete for the top four, and so, I mean, I, I think it's, I think you're giving up on the season a little too quickly to say. Chelsea has nothing to play for, but no, no, but well, 
I guess that's true. I mean, especially because Liverpool Liverpool have passed them on goal differential, to my knowledge. At least last time I checked, or they're close. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Chelsea, I mean, because Liverpool recently drew, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, they're still up. Yeah. And they're up three points anyway. But, I, I mean, either way, it, you know, Arsenal already helped Manchester United quite handedly, so why not just keep it going? On two fronts. They helped them against financial fair play rules and also right, uh, right. and also giving them Alexi Sanchez. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll get to all of that, but as far as... I mean, we also have to talk about like, this striker carousel that we're talking about, you know, it's... It, 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 because it's gonna, it, it, it's happening on the lower teams too, and the person who may be stuck with his handout still is Troy Deeney, because he was supposed to go to West Brom, then West mm-hmm. Brom signed Sturridge, and, and and then he was, you know, and then Leonardo Uchoa signs uh, back, back for back Brighton, Brighton yeah. yeah, and and like there's just not a lot of teams left now that are looking for strikers, and Troy Deeney may just be sitting there for the rest of the year in limbo, and we'll we'll talk about all of that and how that affects the players and what we're looking at going forward here. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the rest of the season, though, I think it is an interesting case to see how teams are performing against the current top six, because I don't see that changing too much. You know, I mean, that's the Arsenal are currently in sixth right now, and I don't think Leicester are going to overtake them. I mean, I think, especially when you look at goal differential, there's really no indication that some team's going to really pip Arsenal for sixth place. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, and and again, there is just no mid table. Right. None. <laughs> with Leicester, basically, right? Is it just yeah, Leicester? It's uh, really Leicester. If you're going to include Leicester, you got to include Burnley as Burnley, well. But yeah, after Leicester that, it's Burnley. like, I mean, if it, and that's seven and eight. <laughs> because it's 28 points and then relegate. It's 28 points for Everton in ninth, and then relegation is 22 points. So right. it's six points, two bad weekends, and you, you could get relegated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think more importantly on how teams do against the top six is and you know it's obviously something we can look into not while we're podcasting but is just to see how many games left they have against the top six like yeah. I'm I'm more concerned about that than how they do like I don't I don't think my opinion will change drastically if it's like oh Newcastle actually has more two more points yeah. against the top six than yeah. Burnham you know I'll like put it I, this way Liverpool are closer to relegation than they are to Manchester City right uh, I don't think that's right. Uh, 47 points to 65 versus 47 points to 22. Uh, oh, 22. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's still... Well, 25. Uh, yeah. Nope, sorry. It's not It's not exact. No, you're right. It's close, it's though. Yeah. But they're no, not... It's, I mean, it's, Ar- it's Arsenal who are closest. We, we've said uh, we've said before that comparing a team to Man City is just unnecessary. <laughs> it, since I, I think people happening. really need to appreciate what Manchester City are doing this season. Mm-hmm. I don't... As much as we gave them... I don't even think they got much stick for losing to Liverpool on what was a grandstand day for Liverpool, who have done nothing since. Right. Um, it, it's really. I really think that we need to. I really think that we need to really start appreciating what Manchester City are doing more. You really don't think people are appreciating this? No. No, because as soon as they lost the invincible title, it's like, oh, it's just another great team. Like it's just another team that's going to win the Premier League, and the Premier League's down. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true. I agree. Like, I think that. that Manchester City are just humiliating what is you know it's not the strongest premier league that there's ever been but it's not a joke agreed agreed i mean despite being no (laughs) mid-table well yeah Uh, 
uh, I, I'm assuming there will be eventually be a mid table. Uh, I think that will, there will be a couple teams that kind of stand out in the middle from the rest of the lower sides, but I just don't know who they are yet. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're running out of time. Yeah. No, no. And especially as crazy with, as that sounds you know, with 14. Well, I mean, the only, left. I mean, the teams that kind of come to mind, well, Watford was one of the teams that came to mind, but then they fired their manager. Marco which makes Silva, no yeah. sense. I mean, that, Did you see who they will, got today though? They're fine now. Gerard De Lefeu. Oh my God! Yeah, I saw that. They're safe, <laughs> Mike. It's a. It, they're okay. I just paid two thousand coins for him on FIFA 18. Oh, I don't know what that means, but congratulations. Thank you. It's it, it's not a it's not a, it's not a large investment, but it's not like a minimal investment. Okay, is that like <laughs> actual money leaving no. your pocket? No, 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 no. You earn points. You earn coins during games. Like gotcha. if you win, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm, I'm going going even beyond the fantasy pale, if you will. <laughs> All right, we have games on Tuesday and Wednesday. We talked a little bit about Arsenal already. Um, we, we, you know, if Mkhitaryan, I mean, do we do we get any sense that Mkhitaryan is going to make his debut as Arsenal travel to the Liberty Stadium to take on a Swansea side in Wales? Uh, my response has always been they didn't buy him to sit him, and it's not like he hasn't been fit. In fact, he's probably quite fresh after barely playing for United, so I think he slots right in. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have a team in Taga that's anticipating that. In fact, I have a team in Taga that had um, that had Sturridge, that had uh, it had it had Sturridge, Sanchez, Theo has Theo Walcott on it now, and also had Mkhitaryan too. So just a lot of wow. people who have just improved their their status over the last three or three weeks or so. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, the only one that was a recent pickup was Theo Walcott. Everyone else was picked up in in anticipation that they were moving. Yeah. Or drafted because they're Alexis Sanchez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Arsenal go to some sort of um, 4-4-2-1, something like that. That's right, 4-3-2-1. Or, yeah, I think that's what they'll do, at least for now, and then uh, probably a 4-4-2 when Aubameyang gets there if if he gets there but yeah i think mkhitaryan's gonna like i think you could make the argument that he's the best fantasy option on arsenal for the rest of the season yeah i mean i also see the possibility of doing uh like a four three one two you know put mkhitaryan behind two strikers you know and have yeah, Obama, I think they'll do that. and obamiang <clears throat> and lacazette be those two guys you know um, that would be in a the only problem is where does ozil fit in that's there. what i was gonna say yeah I so think. Yeah, the four four two with Ozil and Mkhitaryan in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I think they have really a lot of. Either, I, I think they have a lot of flexibility where they can yeah. use a couple formations a game, and they can, you know, definitely do some rotation, which, yep. you know, they might like to do. Now, one position that, uh, you know, especially when you're talking about a four, the left back spot, um, Sayad Kolasinic was, uh-huh. you know, highly praised going into the season, and he mm-hmm. started off the year very well, and now. Uh, Nacho Monreal putting on his best Marcus Alonso impression uh, in the <laughs> in the last game. He's and except for the injury part, except getting injured, that was not part of the plan. Well, he uh, came back, yeah, uh, and scored again. So yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason for Kolasinic to get back in for this if, game. If they play four at the back, if they're going to go with a five, would you? Th- I mean, do you think they would put or like a three at the back and have Monreal as one of the three? Yeah, I mean that's what they've been doing recently. But Ainsley Maitland Niles is. Uh, has been starting over Kolasinic, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. So what's the deal? Kolasinic. What do you think the deal is with Kolasinic? Because I mean, this is a player that a lot of people aren't dropping. Uh, I mean, you can't play him. I'm not going after to get him. There's yeah. whether I he, mean, you know, his spot is not locked in, and there are plenty of defenders in the sea. 
Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is where someone like me loves to swoop in. Yeah, uh, yeah swoop. Yeah, I, I'm going to swoop away. In fact, I think, you know, I do think that at some point they will start doing that 3-4, three, 3 formation, and, you know, whoever plays on the front three plays. But, and then I, I think at some point, it, if, whether there was a lesson to be learned or if, if, if Kolasinic is coming back slowly from an injury, um, he'll either learn that lesson or get healthy and will play that left wing back spot. We'll see. On the Swansea side, we have Jordan Ayew. Mm-hmm. Tammy Abraham's back. End of speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I, I mean, for me, I mean, in this matchup, I see Tammy Abraham. If you think that, if you, th- I mean, I see, I sorry, I see Jordan Ayew. I mean, I think he's definitely supplanted Tammy Abraham as the number one option uh, to go with at Swansea. I mean, we saw. Nathan didn't Nathan Dyer make a couple of starts. What year is this? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like we traveled back in time for that. Uh, yeah, they, but, I mean Swansea can line up a number of different ways. Whether they go three in the back or if they kind of or no, no 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 when they play five at the back, it five, is five the back. at the back. Sorry, yes. <laughs> um, so I think they played a three four three in their FA Cup match, which didn't really include a ton of regular players. Although Abraham did start, but uh, you know, there's I, I'm a little more confident in Arsenal now that the Alexis thing is is finished and so I, I I wouldn't start I'm not starting any Swansea guys this week yeah I mean for me I, for me it's only Jordan Ayew and that's in a situation where it's a 20 team league in the EFSA right and Pedro right. won't start probably so I have to put somebody there and it's probably mm-hmm. going to be Tammy Abraham over a guy like Martin Olsen right like, there's not a ton of good options no but speaking of good options, Crystal Palace have a couple of them returning, uh, especially in the back lines, particularly Mamadou Sacco appears to have fully recovered. Uh, it looks like Johan Kabai is a, a surprise recovery for the yeah. team as well. Yeah, you don't see guys um, get stretchered off and then come back basically a game later. I guess we saw Paul Pierce do that a few years ago. but um, He didn't get stretchered off. He got carried he wheel, off and then carried off back and then in on a wheelchair. In. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, turns out he was fine. Uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, it I've long liked a bunch of Crystal Palace guys, Bakary Sacco, um, Townsend. I think you could, I think you'll play any Crystal Palace guys, mostly because West Ham have nobody left. Like everybody that you think of is hurt, uh, except uh, Chicharito and Jao Mario, who's now there, and everyone else. It's like, yeesh. Yeah, Jao Mario, you don't know what exactly to expect. Um, You know, considering that you're not sure exactly what position he's going to play either. Right. Um, I think the other possibility, or not possibility, but I think the other situation with him is that whatever he's playing now is not going to be what he plays when Lanzini and Arnautovic and Mike, uh, Michael Antonio, like when they're all back, it's very possible that he goes and plays a different position. And so uh, I just I wouldn't read too much into what he does specifically in this game or the next yeah. two because... Andy know, Carroll when he comes back? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's 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 not an easy it's not an easy situation to place on West Ham and uh, I mean David Moyes I mean he had the mojo working for a little bit but the injury bug is probably going to squash anything that they really had going. Yeah, it, it's just such a tough situation for a club like West Ham that is trying to you know be this big London club and they have the new stadium but uh, like you mentioned that Olivier Giroud wanting to stay in London like West Ham. I saw some, you know, keeping their ears open for that. And it's like, is he really going to choose West Ham over Chelsea, even if he doesn't play at Chelsea? So I don't know. We'll see. But 
It's tough to get excited about West Ham specifically Tuesday. The only reason why he would choose West Ham is because this is a World Cup year. I guess. I think he's kind of firmly on that France squad. He's on the squad, but is he in the lineup, right? Like the, He's not who, in the lineup anyway, though. Well, I mean, he's competing with Benzema, who's having issues no, with Benz- playing no, time. No, Benzema's not, not an option. Okay, so not Benzema. I, I guess it would be Mbappe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Mbappe, Griezmann. Like, he's not, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's right. not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like listening. Oh, wait, yeah, they're they're really stacked up front. I totally yeah. forgot about that. In fact, the role he's playing at Arsenal is the perfect role to get him ready for the World Cup, the barely playing and sporadically coming on for a, a late goal. Like, that's that's his role for France. Super so sub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Giroud is French for super sub. Right. All right. Uh, why did we get back to Olivier Giroud again? Oh, yeah, the West Ham. That's right. West Ham. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, we're definitely going to be favoring pa- – are you favoring Palace to win? Yes. On pa- the road. Palace is actually favored away. The the odds makers feel like they will win as well. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, it doesn't happen much for a team that's been – Because Palace's road form is way worse than their home form. Well, it doesn't help when you lose your first eleven games or whatever. But that was at home and on the road. Like, yeah, that, that was that was, that was location in specific. You're, you're racking up losses at that point, so that'll come back when you when you start looking at season long numbers at this point. Yeah, when we and when we look at the when I look at the form table here, uh, West Ham actually hasn't lost in its last five yeah. games. Yep. Other than losing to Wigan in the FA Cup, I don't care about that at all. Yeah. That's not that that doesn't that does not count. And I mean, and Pals have lost twice. I mean, it, it's not including in their last game. Uh, but it's kind of ridiculous that Palace is favored away to anybody at this point. Yeah. But it just kind of shows you how deep the West Ham injury situation is. Hundred percent agreed. Yeah. And we, for fantasy purposes, though, from a more dependable spot, Crystal Palace players are more dependable in this in this particular game in this particular yeah. time. Yeah, Zaha, I think, is probably tops in, like, a Taga league. But I love Bakary Sacco. I'd play Townsend. I would not play Patrick Van Anholt because I never play Patrick Van Anholt. But if other people would like to, go right ahead. Yep. I would take yep. 10 Joel Wards ahead of Patrick Van Anholt. But, and I would take Benteke over Chicharito. Yeah. Was it you that was telling me before that you liked Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain more than Sadio Mane? I did say that. I well, still anyway, I still feel that way. His traveling band of Reds, their their traveling band of Reds travel to the John Smith's Stadium uh to take on a Huddersfield Town side. Uh things are not looking all too good for uh, uh for Huddersfield at mm-hmm. the moment. They haven't won in their last 5, uh including three losses in that stretch. Uh they're kind of looking like the team that we thought they'd be at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um and Liverpool this is a game traditionally where they should do really well, mm-hmm. but for some reason they have brain farts against teams in the lower end of the table, uh, as last as last seen from uh, their loss against West Bromwich Albion. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I that doesn't change my opinion that I think they'll smash Huddersfield. I tried to sell a little bit of drama <laughs> in there, but it's just I, I don't think it's actually going to work. No, I, I mean. In the end, there are probably 11 Liverpool players that you would start ahead of your first Huddersfield one. Yeah. What's interesting about this slate is you're probably not picking many players from the home teams at all. Right. And that's not, and that doesn't happen very often in a, in a day's game slate. So if you're in a daily league, you're going to be taking a lot of away players, particularly away defensive players, which gets a little dicey. I guess. 
I guess. I mean, to me, to me, a little bit of daily is luck, right? You gotta, you gotta pick. You you gotta have a, pick at least one person who's low price that's gonna have to perform out, outperform their price, right? At least one. Uh, it depends. You know, they they change all the time, so I don't want to make a blanket right. statement like that. But um, well, I mean, you listen, Crystal you should, Palace you listen guys. To Jordan and Andrew about the daily stuff more than you right. should listen to me. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, my impression is that when you do when you're looking at three away teams uh, that you do on this Tuesday slate, it, it's that, that, that's that's tricky when it comes time to defense and goalkeepers. Um, sure, sure. Disagree or agree? I'm just wondering. I, I have no hesitation. Like I would play the Ars- I would play the Arsenal and Liverpool defenders just as confidently as if they were at home against these teams. All right, I'm going to put Alexander, Trent Alexander-Arnold right in the lineup so he doesn't play. Anyway, the, I don't I, think he'll play anyway. No, he will not. Yeah. <laughs> he will not. I think, Andrew, I think the, the important one to watch, and this game may be a little too early for the decider, because but Alberto Moreno came back last weekend in the FA Cup and played 90 minutes, and Andrew Robertson has had that left-back spot since Moreno went down, and now that Moreno's fit, uh, everyone is like, there, there had been on some Twitter chatter chats about whether Robertson has the spot locked down, and I was sh- astonished to find people who thought he did. Uh, since he Moreno, Moreno was such a regular starter, like well ahead of Robertson in every match, like they like Moreno did not rotate out, and now that and Moreno was hurt and Robertson took over, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's his job now." It's like I. I don't think it works that way. It should be it should be Robertson's job because he's at, 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 he's not I'll great respect, defensively, I'll, but I'll he's way disagree. better than Moreno. I disagree with that as well. I think Moreno is a much better attacking fullback than Robertson. He's a much better attacking fullback when you talk about ball when you talk about the ball at his feet. But I mean, I'll still I say that Robertson puts in way better crosses than Moreno does. Way better, and that's not and. There's not actually. I don't think there's that many left backs who deliver better crosses than Andrew Robertson on a consistent basis. I mean, that's all well and good, but like that's not how Liverpool need to score. It's a, it's a wasted skill. I, you know, I I'm inclined to agree with you there because they don't really play that style. But that right. doesn't mean against a team like the, uh, against a team like Huddersfield who's going to pack it in. They don't. I think the argument should be that they definitely need that because they need width. Again, I, I don't think the width uh, then turns into lumping crosses into the box that, for Sadio Mane to that's try fine. to He it. doesn't have to just lump in crosses, too. <laughs> He's a very good passer of the ball in general. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I so, just, it's not, I don't think that, I think in terms of how Liverpool play and what we saw when both were fit, it's not even a question of who starts. Yeah, I mean, if you like a left back constantly out of position, Alberto Moreno is your man. I mean, they're... It's a Liverpool attacker. That's a, It's just another. He, but attacker. he can't attack. He can't put in a good cross, and he definitely can't shoot. But you're you're judging him on something he doesn't need to do. Uh, if you're telling it's me like he's a, that, if you're telling me he's an attacking left back and he can't pass and he can't shoot, what was he doing? I didn't say he couldn't pass. I said he. You you are saying, I'm saying he can't that pass. Andrew Robertson crosses passer. better than Marino and passes better. He does both better than he does. He now he does now he does not he does not dribble the ball better. I'll give you I'll give I'll give Alberto Marino better better technical skills with the ball on his feet. Okay. But that's I, I just think for w- how Liverpool use their fullbacks, Moreno yeah. fits better we're talk- than We're talking about the way wrong position for Liverpool. I mean, yeah, we're still very comfortable with their top three and then plus Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, I'm assuming. Uh, I would consider them top four. 
Okay, that's fair. That's I think I, I think a lot of people do. I don't. Uh, okay. I still think it's a top three plus mm-hmm. uh, Oxley Chamberlain. Um, we'll see. We'll see how he gets when he's actually relied upon to be a consistent contributor. Something he has not been asked to do very often at Arsenal. So yeah, I mean he he has been very very good since um, yeah Coutinho left. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean all two games. Uh, I think it's been three, four, or five since Coutinho didn't play in. That's true. Though. That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can uh, unless you have anything else to say about Huddersfield, which I'm going to say that there's nothing to say about Huddersfield. Yeah, I I'm think we can move on to the Wednesday slate. Sure. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring, out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Yep. All right, so the first game of the, well, the first of the 245 games on the Wednesday slate, this is where the majority of the games are. Uh, Chelsea are at Stamford Bridge taking on a Burmouth side who come to town. Uh, I'm not anticipating much from Burnmouth in this one. Uh, I don't think most people are. Um, the form doesn't really dictate that either. I mean, Burnmouth have kind of climbed out of the cellar. Uh, they actually haven't lost in the last five, but it's only two wins and three draws. Uh, same as West Ham, for that matter, if you want to put a gauge on it. Um, but for Chelsea, they also haven't. I mean, they haven't lost in their last five either with three wins. And Chelsea at home, they really, they really should smash them. Yeah, they should. I think... Uh... The lineup is obviously going to be the thing that we all look to. It depends. Uh, Willian is, I we haven't seen Antonio Conte's press comments yet, but I would be shocked if Willian was available after pulling up lame last week. Uh, Murata has been dealing with his back injury. Um, and so if those two are out, you know, we see a bigger role for Fabregas. If he starts, there's no guarantee he does. Pedro. Um, Pedro, Hazard. You know, it's like we're not sure who. And how, how about the star up. of the FA Cup, Michi Batshuayi? <clears throat> I think Batshuayi could get a start if if the Dortmund thing is not happening. I would be surprised if they played him with Dortmund happening since that's literally the, the last day of the transfer window. Yep. Um, so that'll be a, a good indicator of what's going on. Uh, and if Batshuayi doesn't start, then Hazard obviously plays the, the false nine. I hate that. You do. Um I mean, I've seen I've seen it, I've seen it, it be I've seen it be successful, but I don't like it personally. It, that and the three five two are the things that I cannot stand that Conte's been doing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I find they have more success than you do in certain things, but um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're in just general, so lineup dependent. But mostly, you're going to play guys that you normally play. In general, I've just I, I, what I've seen from Chelsea recently is it, it's back to the old days when they got when they basically got Mourinho fired, which was uh, hope Eden Hazard does something great and no movement off the ball. Yeah, that that's what's troublesome. I, I think they they don't have that problem as much when Fabregas plays, and he hasn't been like Willian has basically been starting ahead of him. So I think if Fabregas gets back in, then they have somebody who can kind of pick the right spots, which sets up guys like Pedro and and sets up Hazard to do things that he doesn't necessarily have to create from you know from his own side of the pitch. 
Yep, that's totally fair. Uh, Jordan I, Brian Frazier, they've been doing very well for Burnmouth over the past few weeks. Actually, a lot of players in Burnmouth have been doing very yep. well, including the defenders, picking up a couple clean sheets along the way. Uh, but when we when we look at when we look at a Burmese side when they travel to Chelsea, is there any reason for optimism? I mean, we kind of ask the same thing to a lot of people who travel to Stamford Bridge. But um, Nathan Ake revenge game? No. Yeah, that's no. all I got. Fantastic, phenomenal analysis by you. <laughs> uh, but I don't see. But, yeah, I mean, how much of the ball do you think they're going to have? Uh, I'm going to put it at about 38 percent. Yeah, I think it rises a little bit if Fabregas doesn't start. A little I think bit. He does a better job of keeping them in line. A than little bit. Conte not much. and Bakayoko. Yeah, a little bit, not much. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'll put it. I, I guess it's don't more, forget Danny Drinkwater. I yeah, I think the the transition from Conte or Bakayoko to Hazard and either Batshuayi or Murata gets stunted a little bit when Fabregas isn't there. We yeah. we haven't we haven't talked about the wonder kid of Ross Barkley playing for Chelsea. Yeah. Yep, um, he looks slow. <laughs> he looks like somebody who hasn't played in yeah. nine months, which yeah. is, is kind he, of the case. But he looked he looked off the pace of the game. Yeah, that's the way I'll describe it. Yeah, but they they I mean they were very open about the fact that it was going to take him some time. It was a long term injury, and then he basically had recovered from the injury and wasn't training. And so I mean that's it takes a while for that to to get back to speed. So yeah, we'll see. Well, Ross Barkley's former club, Everton, are taking on a Leicester side at uh, at home here at Goodison Park. And for Everton, it, there's also a little bit of who's left again. Um, it's Sam Allardyce, so that always limits the optimism. And uh, a Leicester side that comes to town, uh, obviously they sold Le- um, Leonardo Uchoa, which doesn't mean too much. I think that um, was a loan, actually. Yeah, you're right, it was a loan. But it doesn't matter, you're right. Yeah. It's kind of astonishing that Mahrez is still there. No? Yeah, it is. Um, and Jamie Vardy, too, because Chelsea were very interested in Jamie Vardy in consecutive transfer windows. Yeah. I, Vardy, I didn't see ever moving. But, like, Mahrez was, has been linked to, like, legitimate clubs who you thought would actually go get him. Like Barcelona? Not Barcelona as much as, like, Liverpool or Arsenal. And Well, yeah. Arsenal nothing. got a, I think. Do you think Arsenal got a better version of Riyad Mahrez and Mkhitaryan? Uh, I th- they're different players, but uh, and I think Mkhitaryan fits the Wenger mold a little better. Uh, so I get, I, I think they got the the better player for their system. Yeah, that's fair. But I think uh, Mares would be good with them. I just don't think he would, he's going to be as, he would be as good as Mkhitaryan. There are very few teams where Mares would be bad on. That's the right. way I'll put it. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, and Riyad Mahrez. I mean, I'm assuming that. We like Riyad Mahrez and Jamie Vardy in this game more than we would like a Theo Walcott or Omar um, Nias or yeah. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Tosun. I think the big thing with this game, and it's probably not this game, but uh, Seamus Coleman's back. Yep. I don't, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not rushing. Yeah, well, I think it's too late for like most Taga leagues. I think, And if it's not, I think he's well worth going after. Yeah, uh, but speculative, although, speculative ad. Yeah, there have been a lot of. <clears throat> so this is a fine time to bring this up, but I've had a few people ask me on Twitter, like whenever there's a new move, like oh, should I use my top waiver on this on this guy, whoever? John Mario was the latest one, and my response has pretty much always been, hold it for Aubameyang, because I didn't really see any better players coming in or Laporte. Um, if you believe in defensive players, I don't. 
I don't think you I don't think you would ever spend a top pri- waiver priority on on Laporte. So uh, or any I, I mean I think he's going to score a ton of points just on the nature of the team he plays on. Uh, I mean that kind of assumes that he plays all the time. I can't see why he wouldn't. Because he's new. Because he's the he's going to be a, he's a record purchase for sure. City. Sure, he's their highest paid transfer fee. Yeah, which is surprisingly it's, low. It's astonishing, right? How many people? Uh, well, it's just the market that they created well, no, themselves. My, well, my with... point is that City just haven't spent the hundred million pounds on somebody. Yeah, no, I kind of made that, that point the, the other day. Not that Eric Laporte cost that much money. Oh, 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 yeah. I mean, um, I made that point the other day and got immediately attacked. Is hardly the word I was going to say, but or mean, but. Uh, everyone's like, oh, they spend all this money. And I'm like, I think we should appreciate that they've been able to spend all of this money and get a number of different players and that they're not spending $125 million on Paul Pogba, but they spent less than that to get Leroy Sané and Raheem Sterling and Bernardo Silva, you know, something like that. I don't and know furthermore, right. I mean, the players they did spend money on are all contributing. I mean, except yeah. for Danilo, if you want to, you know, bang on Danilo, but he does offer them... Uh, he does. I mean, I'm surprised that Danilo doesn't play more at left back for Benjamin Mendy. But Mendy I was phenomenal when he was playing. Yeah, Mendy was. And awesome. and Kyle Walker's been steady. Uh, I mean, something we have not said about him when he was at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 those two really enable the system to work because they provide the width and the energy to get up and down the pitch too. I mean that, that's very important in a Pep Guardiola system. They don't actually score much. I mean, they do get the occasional assist, but they're not asked to. They're really asked to provide the the the, the pressing, the getting the ball back, and to keep moving the ball when it comes to them out wide. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, not that we'd have to talk about Man City, but oh. um, yeah, we're talking about Everton. I mean, I I would start anybody that I have in this game. I don't know. I don't think I would. You're not going to start Theo Walcott home against Leicester. I mean, I think yeah, uh, you might have to, but I'm not rushing. Like in a lot of leagues, where let's say uh, there's a couple leagues where I have Lacazette and I have uh, Walcott. I'm not uh, sorry, and I have Alexis Sanchez, and I think both are going to play. And if that's the case, then I'm not. I'm probably yeah, not going to play fair. Theo Walcott. And I, or in a league where I have Morata and Sanchez, you know, obviously if they both play, I'm not playing Walcott probably because that's. I mean, Walcott is as a forward, he's very hit and miss. I mean, he's not that. Yeah, well, for someone I mean, who doesn't score, for someone who doesn't score a ton of goals, he doesn't have a high floor. Um, who knows how many goals he scores? He never plays. <laughs> Would you rather play? So you'd rather play Mares or anybody from Everton? Oh yeah. Okay, I agree with that. But that's it for me. Uh, I mean, he, the, the question Vardy to me becomes a guy like Sigurdsson versus versus Vardy. Uh, Sigurdsson, I would play over Vardy. I would play Balassi over Vardy. I'd probably uh, play Walcott. I would not Vardy. play Balassi over Vardy. Okay. That's your boy, too. I know. I, I, if I'm trying to look at this objectively, I mean, if you're, if I'm trying to look at this objectively, Jamie Vardy, say what you will. I mean, he's the last starter that you can kind of depend on, not all the time, but he's he's not like the top, top-tier strikers, but he's one of the next-tier strikers that you can safely start. And there's not that many of those. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. But I guess what you're saying is that Belasi is, you know, that Belasi is uh, as if he, especially because he's most of the time classified as a midfielder, or is he still considered a forward, a forward in some forward, places? Yeah. I think he's a yeah, no, yeah, if they're the same position, then I'm definitely going to go Vardy because I like his matchup better. 
Okay. I uh, I can't remember if it was talking to you or Jordan, but uh, the the nice thing about Vardy is that he's just as likely to score against Burnmouth as he is Chelsea. And I because like you just never know when Jamie Vardy's going to score, but he can score against anybody. Yeah, because he has blinding pace. Right, and so. Like, the whole, like, you could start Vardy this week. Like, I agree. Yeah, you could always start Vardy. Um, that doesn't mean he's, like, the best option out there, and that's yeah. why I think. A- another reason I would take Vardy over Belassi is that Vardy takes penalties. Okay. I mean, not, not not saying that they're going to draw one, but yeah. okay. that helps. It, it, it definitely helps. And he also doesn't miss them very often when he gets We have them. no idea who takes them for Everton if Wayne Rooney's not on the field. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, actually, it might be Leighton Baines. He's not on the field either. I know. <laughs> uh, it, 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 there's really not much. There's really not much to hang your hat on for Everton at the moment. No. Do you think Big Sam likes it that way or not? Yes. Yeah. The more struggles, and then they stay up. He looks good. And then he leaves. And then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He can buy. He can buy more pints of wine. All right. We move on to uh, Newcastle, who are at home against the Burnley side. Um, this game, at least from me, from a competitive standpoint, I think it's going to be fun to watch because the both, <laughs> there's, there's a lot riding on it for both wow. teams. You're not not a it. lot riding on it for Burnley. There's more riding on it for Newcastle. There's nothing riding on it for Burnley. For me, I mean, Burnley have not, I mean, let me, let me look at the form table here. I mean, Burnley have been bad recently. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it, matter. Does it? Uh, three, three losses and two draws in their past five. I mean, that's, that's bad. Yeah. I mean. I think uh, going to your uh, top six table, their last six games, Tottenham, Manchester yeah. United, Huddersfield, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, and United again. They played United twice in the in that span. Liverpool, Tottenham, like I'm not And one of those and one of the and one of the draws they have is actually against United. Yeah. At at uh, Stanford or uh, at uh, Old Trafford. So like Correct. I there's uh I mean, whatever. I, I don't I I can't read too much into that. Knowing that they're now playing, yeah, but I mean, Newcastle. one of their losses is to Crystal Palace, and another, and one of their draws is to Huddersfield. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. exactly killing it. No, but you know, and, and they, when we they're look never at, killing it. I yeah, mean, but, well, when we look at Newcastle, I mean, their losses were to City and to City in their past five. I mean, mm-hmm. They've played City twice, yeah, and they, and they've drawn against uh, Bright, uh, Brighton and they've drawn against Swansea. Not exactly bad. Those are bad results for them. But they have <laughs> beaten Stoke, which you should do. Yeah. Um. They're just, they're not very good. Neither team. I mean, I don't think either team are playing very well right now. I mean, Burnley have a system that's proven to work, at least at the beginning of the season. I mean, Burnley also could be, you know, no, it's, um, I'm, I'm looking at total points that they have right now. No, they're not at 40 yet. They're not 40 they, yet, no. So. <laughs> I, I, I trust the Burnley system more than the whatever Newcastle has been doing this season. Well, I, I've said it for a few weeks now, right? You, you know, I've said it for probably about a month or six weeks even at this point now, like, as long as Mike Ashley owns this team, this team will always be in a state of turmoil. Yeah, I think the new Premier League TV deal comes out this week, and so they'll get to see how much money he can take out of the club before he sells it. But yeah, I have no. Yeah, but I mean that screws the team for this year because uh, sure. yeah, because because the window is closing. Yeah, and everyone's going to be overpriced now because the window is closing. Yep, and they missed out on Sturridge, who they wanted. They've missed out. On, I mean, they, they all got signs Kennedy. Of, you know, fine. I think that's not the player they actually wanted from Chelsea. I think they would uh, preferred Batshuayi. 
They wanted Hazard, didn't they? Um, uh, did you know that <laughs> not Christian Torgan. Atsu uh, speaks Portuguese? It's not surprising. And Kennedy, that was one of the reasons Kennedy went to Newcastle. Uh, to have someone else. Because he's who, best friends. Speak his language. Or he's, I don't know if he's best friends, but he's friendly with Christian Atsu from their non-playing Chelsea days, and yeah. he speaks Portuguese. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, I mean... If, if, if you 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 have an appreciation of history, right? Like the Portuguese colonized a lot of Africa. It's not exactly surprising that there are places in Africa where Christian Atsu is from that speak Portuguese. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's not surprising, but it's like I'm neutral towards uh, anyone speaking that language in Portugal uh, in Africa. That's all. History. Do we know that he learned it there. I no. But I mean, I think if you're going to play in, I mean, if you're going to play in Europe, you're going to probably learn at least three languages, and it depends just where you play. Okay, I'll give that to you. I, I, sorry, this is not a visual medium. I just chalked myself one point on the invisible chalkboard that I have <laughs> above my computer. Uh, all right, we go to Southampton for the at the St. Mary's who take on a Brighton side that come to town. Southampton now find themselves in a really rare place, the relegation zone. Um, they, they, they do not belong there on their goal differential, and neither do West Brom, at least during the Pulis days, but both of them find themselves there. But we'll you know, just stick the focus here to Southampton to take on a Brighton side. On paper, Southampton are not a relegation team. They're, they just aren't. Um, the fact that Pellegrino has survived this long is kind of astounding. It is kind of astounding. Especially, especially because Marco Silva is available. Well, he is now. He wasn't. That's my point. Time. Yeah, I mean, he's. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that transaction didn't happen five seconds after. It <laughs> it's a little weird to me that signing um, Guido Carrillo from Monaco, um, just because he's he seems like he fits the mold of guys they have already, and they're trying to get better guys, and yet they just bring in like another one. Yeah, like I, I don't mean, see but, a I don't see a noticeable difference between him, Shane Long, and Manolo Gabbiadini. And well, I mean I those actually, two those two aren't the same. They're just Shane guys, Long and Gabbiadini. You're right. Yeah, you could be the same quality of player, but they're not the same player. Though. You are correct, but they're fantasy wise, they're the same to me. That, fair. And Creo fits that mold. He's a guy who will be starting up front for Southampton, who I'll want no part of. <laughs> Over under five goals rest of the season. Yeah, way under. <laughs> it's a fun way game. Under. It's a fun game we like to play with Southampton strikers that yeah. get transferred in. We yeah, were so I don't, that I don't was want a really good line that we set for Gabby Adini that year. It was perfect. In fact, I would even make the argument that Charlie Austin scores more goals than those three guys combined for the rest of the season. I love that. That is the hot. That is the Andrew Laird hot take of the week. <laughs> is that a hot take? He's so yeah. much better than them. But yeah, but Ch- Chaz doesn't exactly fit the bill of health this season. Yeah, I mean, he's literally out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he hasn't been healthy for very long this season, is my point. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's, like... That's why it's a hot take, not because of right. the talent level. Yeah, he could do it in three games, too. That's very true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Creo is another one of, like, oh, should I use my waiver pick on him? It's like, no, 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 no. Should you use it on Leonardo Uchoa for Brighton? No, no. Or Leandro? Leandro? Leonardo? Leonardo. Like the Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yep, yep. A lot of L's in this name. Yeah. Yeah, there are. <laughs> Three, to um, be exact. Despite the Cho sound, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, I, 
the Southampton's all about the the midfielders. Uh, I think Ryan Bertrand might miss out because he got yeah, hurt last yeah, week. Yeah, he got hurt, and I think it's going to be Jeremy uh, Pa. Yeah, I, I want to say Pied. I, yeah. I just I want to say Pied. Yeah, or Peed. Peed. Peed's the one that came to me first. But um, I, I just love that it's spelled Pied. Yeah, I'm also very hungry. Uh, but I think you'd be fine playing any of the Brighton guys you already have. How many do you already have? <laughs> um, I think you would already have Gross. Two? You'd have Knockart. You would, um, I, I mean, I, I traded Knockart Solly recently, March has but... been good recently. He's been okay recently. I think in, I think he's been better in real life than he's been in fantasy. Uh, that's funny. I thought you were going to say he was better in like DraftKings than other fantasy, but well, which is probably also that's also probably true. Yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't followed his performance on DraftKings, but yeah. like. But uh, you know, on Taga and everything like that, his his averages are actually surprisingly low. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I, I, it's because you I actually have to create the chance. You can't just cross it. Right. I wouldn't hesitate on Gross or Knockart. Yeah, and I think that's where the list stops. But, uh, you, but what about Tomer Hamed if he starts? Uh, I like him more than whoever else is up front. But I, I'm not. I'm not going to go crazy against the Southampton side at home. Yeah, okay. I mean Southampton are going to look to keep a clean sheet, especially because they really need a point at least. Yeah. They're probably good. I mean, they're probably going to they be disappointed three. with a point, and they need yeah. three. They need three. But I, I, I but I mean, Chris Hutton is also going to play to draw. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there. I don't think there are that many defenses that have conceded less than Brighton. Um, if only there was a quick way to figure that out. <laughs> I'm looking at it right. Yeah, you're now. you're way off on that, but uh, yeah, they're mid table basically, in goals allowed. Uh, where did I see that? Hold on a second. I do have a quick. Way. We do be. We, I mean, I do have a quick way of seeing this. Was it just? Yeah, on, I just saw. Yeah, it was just on the 30, road. Uh, yeah, their it was their road. It was their road performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a road performance. I mean, they they were their fifth, uh, sixth best on the road conceding. Top six. Top six defensively. They also have only scored five total goals. Yeah, five. <laughs> in six. Oh, uh, no, not it. In. <laughs> it's got to be close to 12. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not pretty. It's, <laughs> it's, it's five, it's five goals. What do we got here in 12? If you games? came here for facts, ladies and gentlemen, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> five goals in 12 games. That's not yeah. good. No, that's not good. Yeah, we're good at this. <laughs> we're really good at this. And only eight points. <laughs> but anyway, that, that all signs point to Southampton. Yes, they do. <laughs> so we'll move on. We'll, 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 leave, we'll leave it at that ugly note, and we'll move on to probably the ugliest game of the whole entire slate, which is Man City at home against West Brom. Good Lord, how many? Uh, you don't think Daniel Sturridge with a debut brace or anything? Six shock one. Eddie had? I'm going to go six one with a very six, disappointing one. one. Mm, it's going to be Salomon Rondon, isn't it? Yeah, well, the the big news obviously is how bad is the Leroy Sané injury. Uh there's a lot there are a lot of conflicting reports on it. Guardiola initially said um it's going to be weeks or maybe months, then it was like 3 to 4 weeks. I don't think anybody really knows, but it sounds like it's going to be a minimum of a month, but it could be, you know, a week after that and yeah. and he's back. So I assume Bernardo Silva moves into the starting lineup. Gabriel Jesus is back in the next two weeks or so, so he could come, you know he could fill the void a little yeah. bit. There have been a slew of red cards missed against yeah, there this season. Um, uh, a little alarming. 
Yeah, Guardiola went a little nuts after the match, which I think he was entitled to after that kind of foul that only had a yellow card. Yeah, studs up near studs up studs up with the heel of the of the uh, tackling player above Sane's ankle. Right. So the rest of the boot was obviously above it as well. I mean, that's how you break someone's leg. Yep, that's exactly how it happens. Yeah. So it's, I I think if. I, I, it, I think if there's one thing that you can point to from the city side to say that's been disappointing, it's that they actually been not getting the calls and it's actually been literally hurting their team. Yeah. No, I think that's totally fair. But um, West Brom, there is nothing to be optimistic about here. Nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, playing uh, anybody playing Man City, it's tough to get excited. <laughs> I mean, this is basically like a worst versus first matchup. I know Stoke is down there, but, you know, like it's. I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to. Um, Over the last six games, there are four players who have taken at least 25 shots. Uh, Three of them are Harry Kane, Sergio Aguero, and Mohamed Salah. Do you know who the fourth one is? If you tell me it's Solomon Rondon, I'm going to be really disappointed. It's Solomon Rondon. Uh (laughs) Who, not only that, uh, only Harry Kane has more shots on goal over that span. How many have gone in? Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's not the shot on goal <laughs> one is completely off. We are so good at this today. Sorry. <laughs> one went in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that sounds about right. He's away. I, I still refuse to rank him on principle. Yeah. He had an assist, too. I'm just saying, I think Salomon Rondon... What what, was it, a shot that hit off somebody? uh, Probably. Uh, Which is fine. I'll take the shot. Um, He, uh, uh, Kevin Swanson, uh, brought this to my attention about how good Rondon has been since Alan Pardew took over. And while this week is obviously not the one to get all excited about Salomon Rondon, I think we need to appreciate that he has been very good since the guy who I think is one of the worst managers in the Premier League has taken screw, over. Screw your appreciation. I will not appreciate anything Solomon Rondon does. He's not good. He's been playing very well. You want your strikers he's, to take shots. That's what he's doing. Fine. I'll concede. Thank you. <laughs> I'll, 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 take, I'll take the L on that one. Okay. All right, but there's really no. I, I will put up the metaphorical check mark on my side now. Thank you, very thank you very much. All right, let's get to the game of the weekend, shall we? Actually, let's hold off on that one till the end. Uh, we have one more bad matchup to get to, and that's Stoke uh, at the Bet Three Six Five taking on Watford. This wasn't the game of the weekend. No, no, it was not. Surprisingly, I mean, I thought I thought I would uh, I thought I'd change it up this week as far as who I think is the best matchup. Hmm. Slightly. Eric Maxim Chopumotang versus Gerard De Lafay is not not doing it, huh? All right. Only in Scrabble. <laughs> nice. nice. Well, I, Although Dale Lefeu is just packed with low low value. Well, no. Uh, uh, well, who was it? Uh, we need Shakiri and uh, Zigalar. No, wait. There, there was a combination last week that was absolutely amazing for Scrabble. It was Krakowiak scoring, but who assisted? I'm trying to remember. You're right. It wasn't nearly as, as good as that. But um, was it Higazi? No, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not remembering. Uh, actually, it was. It was actually Arsenal. Actually, never mind. I think it was. It, it was. It was Jaka to somebody else. There's just a ton of big points. I, I'm messing all of it up. I can go back in my Twitter. It was Krakowiak to Jay Rodriguez. 
Yeah, right. That there it is. That's the that's the one I was thinking of because there's a Z in there. That you got a couple of K's. You got a yep. couple of Z's actually. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of good Scrabble in there, and there's also a, there was also a good goal for. Uh, I think it was Shaka had an assist from somebody on Arsenal, which was also a good combination. But I'm just I'm blanking on names. Anyway, uh, back to the actual Premier League for Stoke. Uh, you have a good you you have a good Scrabble combination of Jordan Shakiri. Uh, which is just an amazing combo just by himself. And then Eric Masson Chupo Moting is also a good uh, Scrabble name as well. Only because of volume. Right. Um, and the X. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I would play anybody that I had in this game. I'd happily play all Richarlison. Two Stoke? Um, I'd play Shakiri. Yeah, Chupo Moting. I'd play Crouch. If you play. If I needed to. Uh, Moritz Bauer, get another Z in there. He's been pretty good. Well, they, I mean, they played. I mean, who do they play? Didn't they play Mama Joof up front last time? Um, I don't know. I'm trying he's... to remember because I, I think he scored the first goal assisted by Chupa Moting, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm just not sure if he played up front. If he played out wide, I, I just I, I I don't catch. He did, he did games. play up front. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah, but when, when I saw With the line, Joe Allen in the ten. Yeah. <laughs> what a sellout. Anyway, uh, Watford, uh, uh, you would start with Charleston happily, I'm assuming. Was that a hair comment? Yes. Okay, just checking. Yes. He, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean I'm, I'm going to be donating out at some point in a couple months. Wow, uh, but, you. But I mean, that would was you rather, all along. Would you rather play Kurt Zuma or Marvin Ziegler in your <laughs> Z-only league? <laughs> I was about to say another two good scramble names <laughs> with Zs. Um, the correct man. answer is Moritz Bauer. <laughs> Did you know that Kurt Zuma is actually one of the fastest sprinters in the Premier League? I I heard that um, or read that, and yeah. I, it's some, like it's some, it was something like 19 miles an hour he can get up to. Um, that doesn't sound as fast as I was expecting. Well, I mean, like 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 the top sprinters are like 22. <laughs> are they? Okay. It, it, it's Fair it's enough. pretty fast. It's pretty quick. Yeah, it sounds fast. Um, I should also note that uh, Arrestus Carnetsitz. Uh, that's that's oh well. man remember a couple of weeks ago i said didn't didn't watford buy a good goalie when you mentioned like it was gonna be like alex mccarthy like didn't they buy a good greek goaltender it was carnesis just Car- that's who it was Nessus. yeah um i guess it's just another z name for the for the and a k uh, also yep. good scrabble points yeah um but i think you know ultimately with watford like i think de la Feu is worth targeting in most formats maybe probably not yeah. fpl yeah, he's as I mean, he's as good as any of the incoming guys, right? But I think, like you said, if you're going to save your number one waiver, you're going to save it for the possibility of Obama Yang, or if Giroud goes to a team to uh, goes to a team where he'll start. You don't even need a waiver for Giroud. Same with Sturridge. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, there, I, yeah, there's there's no, there hasn't been a single name uh, better than Obama Yang that I think can come in and do enough that he you know is upside. I mean he he's a goal scorer, and so. You don't get a whole lot when he doesn't score. But what if Arsenal signs Benzema all of a sudden? Yeah, well. <laughs> Which they've been trying to do for, what, five years? Yeah, yeah, they're not. Right. <laughs> right after Ronaldo goes to Man United. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of Zs in the Premier League, Stop. Zlatan may be going to the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> your fantasy MLS purposes, that's going to be worth almost all of your budget. Um, yeah, I was talking to some people today about that, and... He is literally a lion among sheep now. It's it's such a dumb thing for the galaxy to do right now. Like, I'm surprised Miami didn't do it. There's no well, they might. They they're not starting for another two years. Well, my oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. 
They'll get, know, they'll get Ronaldo. Like I get, I get the draw of Ibrahimovic, but MLS. I'm not saying he's not going to score a ton of goals in MLS, but it's it's tough. It really hinders a team when they dedicate that big of a financial um, part of their cap to a player who may not play right away, may not play all the time. Like the. I'm long one to be very hesitant about guys coming back from injuries. And Ibrahimovic is not only old, but he came back way too early. And now we're seeing what happens when that, when you do that. And so like, I, I think people get very uh, excited about what he can do in MLS without appreciating like where his body is right now. Fair. And the galaxy buying him now like we just don't know when he's going to play. Everyone's like, he "Well, puts it must butts be. in seats, man. Butts in seats." But it doesn't if he's not playing. Like uh, he has to play. Yeah. Yeah. And if he comes and they're like, "All right, he'll be ready in May." People will come in May. Dude, That's- I'm just excited for him to give so many press conferences in English. I'm Does super excited. Usually? Uh, I'm not not sure if he always does, no. Yeah. Especially when he was playing in like Italy? No, he probably didn't. Well, we weren't watching them then anyway. No, but I'm just uh, – well, he hasn't been doing many press conferences in Manchester United because he hasn't because been Because he's been out injured. <laughs> yes, I'm a, for months. And he's but I just – I, 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 I am a big buyer in the Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, market, if you will. I, I, I love the way that he sure, approaches I life. And the, I think that he's a great signing for the MLS in general. And my kind of hot take is that Ronaldo will be the, the – uh, like, especially with uh, David Beckham involved in that team, I believe. If I'm not yes. mistaken, he's yes. involved in the Miami team. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I believe that to pass the torch again, uh, like, like Beckham did to Ronaldo at Real Madrid, uh, he's going to do the same at Miami. He's going to be like that player with yeah. the ownership I mean, I, option, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's been. I mean, that's. I don't think they're, they'll do the ownership thing. I think MLS made a humongous mistake with that. But, um, I mean, Ronaldo has been rumored to be in Beckham's franchise since Beckham since the the announcement that Beckman, Beckham had a deal. This was five years ago. I mean, Ronaldo's not close to coming. Um, somebody in the Slack chat today made Ronaldo. No, I'm saying Ronaldo's not coming in two years. Uh, his contract runs out in, I think, two or three years at Real Madrid. Hmm. Uh, I think the timing's if, perfect, actually. Uh, well, who knows what Miami, if Miami will actually launch then. But anyway, somebody mentioned Lewandowski today in the Slack chat wanting to go to LA because his wife said something about it once. And it's like, he's also another one who's like years away. Like he, 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 I will say is years away, especially because he plays in such an easy league. I don't think he plays in an easy league. I think he just happens to play on the best team in that league. Yeah. (laughs) And the, and the second best team is their farm system. Right. Nice. Anyway, we've gone way off the track. Can we go back to uh, man? uh, Can we go back to the Premier League real quick? Yeah. Tottenham man United. Yes. I think this is going to be a, and a horrible match to watch. Uh, it's probably it's not going to be for the neutral. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, it's going to be a classic Jose Mourinho trying to get a point away, and I think he gets it. With Pogba playing as well as he can, um, if I see a team getting three points, I actually see it being United. I agree. Um, it's And it's really only because no one on Spurs can match that dynamism. 
I think Paul you could Pog- put Alexis in that range too. Paul uh, Paul Pogba does so many things to make everyone else around him better. He's like yep. the he's like he's like he's like watching LeBron on the court. He, like he's just he's bigger, faster, and stronger than a lot of people he's playing against, and he's playing against a lot of big, fast, strong people. Yep. Uh, Dan Levitard says this: if uh, you know if you're if you're assembling an army to fight the aliens, uh, you're going to send someone like Paul Pogba at him. You know. Dan Lebertard said that about Paul. Like he he said that about LeBron. Oh, uh, but like or or Russell Westbrook because there's just there's something inside of Russell Westbrook that there shouldn't be in any human like something <laughs> like that. Um, that that, okay. that that that's what I see athletically from a guy like Paul Pogba. Okay, if you uh, are filling out your Taga Perfect Eleven team, do you take anybody from this game? Just Pogba. I mean, just I'd Pogba. Feel, I, I'd feel comfortable with Pogba because he does so many things. If yeah, you think, think this team is going to be one in the midfield, it's going to be because of Paul Pogba. Yeah, Which this I don't, game, these games tend to be one in the midfield. Yeah, I would say my guess is, is that I would avoid everybody in this game, but if if I did choose one, Pogba's absolutely at the top of the list. Yeah. When we started talking about this game, my cat got really excited and started chasing something around. So that was the scurrying you heard in the background. Oh, I didn't even hear it. It's, it, 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 I mean, it's the game of the week for everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, are you... Starting any of the Spurs guys you have confidently? No, I'm not starting anyone in this game confidently. Alexis included, even because I own Alexis pretty much everywhere. Everywhere, right? So you know, I'm starting him, but if he, well, I mean, I'm taking a risk by putting him in the lineup because it's the late Wednesday game. But I mean, the risk is justified to me because no, you, he has you'll, such a high you'll know they're you'll, all of the Wednesday lineups are the same time. Well, I mean, if you're talking about minutes. if you're talking about a season long league like Taga, I mean, there's going to be players that go off on Tuesday that you may not want to start, but you kind of have to. If you see that they're starting, I think Wednesday's big enough where you'll you'll be. Uh, that's fair. It's fair. I mean, but you have some you have some big teams playing on Tuesday. Yeah, Palace and I mean, Liverpool is the only team I'm concerned. Liver- with Liverpool and teams. Arsenal. Uh, I mean, I mean, those are those are teams that people have a lot of players from. Oh, sure, players sure. on. I'm and, saying, and, like, but, I don't think you're really choosing between. Mesut no, but no, but I mean, if you have like Jordan Ayew, for example, you're probably going to start him. If you have uh, Bakri Sacco, you're probably going to start him, right? Um, it depends what my other team is. I wouldn't play Jordan Ayew. This is a weird. This is a weird example. I don't think it exists very often. But if you have like one spot and it's for like Bakri Sacco in the midfield, and like you have Alexis Sanchez, right? And those are the only two options you have. Are you and you know that Sacco is starting, and you don't know about Alexis? Yeah, I play Alexis. Put, you still play Alexis? Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay. It's a weird example. I'm just trying to think of something. But no, I think that's right, though. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah. I mean, because someone like... I was trying to say Wilfred Saha, but you're going to start Saha almost every week anyway, so... I mean, you have that issue in... Well, you won't, you won't see the lineups in FPL, so never mind. No, no, yeah. FPL, FPL, you're screwed no matter what, which is another <laughs> reason why I don't play it. Right. right. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I fill out a lineup and I don't change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's supposed to level the playing field. It just makes it ridiculous. It just makes the it makes the playing field scattered. It doesn't actually level it. It just kind of pushes all the sectors right. away. Everybody's from each other. down. Yeah, yeah. They just hate points. They hate people scoring points. All right, Andrew. I think on that note, this is the best way to end this kind of facts awkward portion of this podcast here. Uh, man, we got a lot of show in today. I'm really happy about that. Uh, we will catch you again uh, going into next week, which is game week number 26 my god andrew uh we're we're, we're really getting uh well pretty much two-thirds of the way through the season now yeah when you have 17 games in like five days then 
I mean, 17 game weeks in five days during the holiday period, you can really blast through a schedule. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just, man, yeah, you certainly can. And uh, Chelsea, by the, I'm going to say the beginning of March, will be not competing for pretty much anything anymore because that's when they have, uh, I think, City, United, and Barcelona, back to back to back. Tough one. Yep. All right. Uh, we will talk to you again just to talk preview game week number 26 next week. Uh, be sure to tune in to uh, Jordan and Andrew talking about the daily formats. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. I'm going to keep this uh, goodbye as later, awkward later and long as week. possible. Later this week. Later this week. Excuse me. Yes. Later this week. My God. All right. Cool. Thank you. Talk to you then. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.